What's going on, Badger Nation? This is Michael Erickson Fasheen from Ad Badger, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast, and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. Today, I'd like to welcome you to our fourth episode, an episode that I'm calling Advanced Basics. You're going to really sort of revisit some of the basics that I think allow us to do more advanced things on Amazon. Uh, So stay tuned. Uh, As always, I am joined by my co-host, the one, the only Brett, who is down there in Austin. How's it going, Brett? Good. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you doing today, Mike? Not so bad. I am not in Austin. Uh, I am spending the winter in Cincinnati, Ohio. What you doing up there? Well, Ad Badger was accepted into what is known as a startup accelerator. Uh, so, uh, Ad Badger, out of about a thousand companies, applied to join the startup accelerator Brandery, uh, which is one of the top ten accelerators in the U.S. And I will be heads down all day, sun up to sundown. Well, actually, it's it's pre sun up and post sundown, but sun up to sundown, grinding out on working on making sure that Ad Badger is the strongest it can possibly be. I'm trying to feed the Badger. I'm taking the Badger to the gym. We're doing bench press. Uh, we're doing, you know, the Badger's like running laps. The Badger's going to be very big and very strong at the end of this accelerator. Uh, and I couldn't be more excited. Um, I've sequ- so I've sequestered myself here in Cincinnati to be in this accelerator. And there's other really, really smart, hardworking co-founders from other companies that I'll be going through this program with. And I really look forward to making Ad Badger as strong as it can possibly be uh, throughout the next few months. You're doing us proud up there, and we are holding the things down down here in Austin. So that's right. I miss our audio and video studio. I think that's great. Uh, for those that are watching on the video here, uh, I have a cell phone on a tripod on top of a box. I'm in a call room. It's not big and bright. There's no windows in here, um, but I'll be okay. I'll be all right. Yeah, I got my audio set up on top of a giant book here too. So, you know, we are putting ourselves through the most harsh conditions, <laughs> all for the sake of our listeners out there. So, thanks everyone out there for listening. Let's jump into some Amazon advertising news. I will kick it off. Um, so, early data started to roll in from sort of Thanksgiving week and Cyber Monday and uh, Black Friday. And the first thing, no surprise, is that ad spend during the days of sort of Black Friday and uh, Cyber. Cyber Monday, spending was up about 350% during that time versus the previous week, right? No surprise. Everyone's spending a lot, lot more during you know that intense weekend of sales, which is no surprise. And the thing there is, as you can imagine, Brett, take it away in terms of how many new sales happened year over year. I think you were mentioning this earlier. Uh, yeah. So the average marketplace seller on Amazon uh, did 20% more this Black Friday than they did in Black Friday of 2017. So that's a huge improvement. Yeah. Amazon advertising is uh, a rocket ship right now, and we are all along for the ride. Um, more and more people are flocking to the platform. Uh, more and more businesses are moving budgets from Google ads and Facebook ads over to Amazon. You know, 
that's a huge jump, right? 350% more spend that week versus the previous week and 20% more sales that uh, week versus the previous year. Um, those are really big gains. And part of that reason is, you know, cost per clicks are really good on Amazon. Conversion rates are really good on Amazon. You know, a, a, like a bad conversion rate on Amazon is like 5% from your ads, where 5% would be an a super reach goal, you know, sort of the, the clouds part and the sun shines through, like it'd be so hard to get a 5% conversion rate on Google ads. And that's like a bad day on Amazon advertising. So I think we're going to continue to see a lot of these trends moving there. So that's really, really important to know. And a really interesting thing about where that revenue came from, but where did some of those revenue come from? Uh, it looks like 21% of all of those orders were done by smartphone. So that means that more people are taking that thing out of their pockets and you know going on Amazon and purchasing right through their cell phone and you know, ditching laptops and desktop computers. Mm -hmm. So what do you yeah. think about that? Uh, you know, when we were reviewing this news, um, I noticed that it was 16.8% last year, and now it's 21%. So that's a pretty big jump right there, um, slowly but surely. And what, in terms of what I think about it, I think, you know, we're going to see more of that, right? Like people are logged in on the Amazon app on their phone. All their information's on there. It's so easy to do it. I think we're going to continue seeing that trend for sure. Mm -hmm. It's been crazy, you know, when we were kids, we had the uh, the landline phones and then our parents got their first flip phone and it was crazy. And now, you know, here we are, everybody's just ordering all of their products off of their phones. So, yeah. You know. How many sales took place on a flip phone? That's a question that, you know, who's doing that research? Um, <laughs> another thing that's definitely worth mentioning, episode three of the Ad Badger PPC Den podcast, uh, we talked about the new product targeting features. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that today, uh, so I won't touch too much on it. Um, yeah, there's a new way to target uh, your sponsored products ads. Uh, if you haven't heard that episode, be sure to go back. And if you are interested in getting more Amazon advertising news, uh, what we're doing now is we're actually monitoring uh, the official Amazon advertising blog. We're scanning through news websites to try to find all the information from the week about Amazon advertising. We're going to be talking about it every week on this podcast in the early parts of the episode, as well as publishing it on our blog. So if you haven't found that yet, go over to adbadger.com. And the last company update is we are currently, we're currently hiring for, for, PHP developers. So if you are a PHP developer and you are listening to this podcast, you are the perfect candidate listening to an Amazon advertising podcast with some PHP skills because uh, we are really eager to roll out more features faster on our software. And yeah, holler at me on LinkedIn. I'm easy to find. Michael Erickson Fasheen. I think I'm the only one. Uh, Brett, I'm a LinkedIn power user. Um, but I understand you are not a LinkedIn power user. You definitely have me beat there. You, you got you to check it out. I, I dig it. I like it. I get into some good conversations on there. Um, maybe one day I can get you to see the light on LinkedIn. Gotcha. <laughs> and, uh, weren't we the winner for the coolest company to work for in 2018 award? Ooh, uh, who awarded us that? Uh, whoever ends up joining us as our PHP program. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so <laughs> let's jump in to the meat of this 
episode, um, State of Seller Central PPC sponsored products, a return to basics said in an advanced way. That is a very complicated title, um, but I think it's fitting for uh, what we're going to talk about and how we're going to talk about it. You know, it's about to be 2019. Amazon is rolling out something new on their advertising platform seemingly every week, and it's getting more complicated. It's going to get more complicated without a doubt. Uh, you know, Google ads, Facebook ads, incredibly complicated now because these platforms, they mature, they grow up, they add loads of new features. You know, you cannot bid differently on different days currently but you probably will in the future, right? So that's gonna be another thing. You can't bid differently on different hours of the day, but they're probably gonna add that into the future too. Um, so things are getting more and more complex, which is why if we want to take proper advantage of all these new features, we need to get our fundamentals down pat. So that is our topic today. I sort of call it advanced basics because we're gonna be talking about some of these basics uh, in a way that allows us to do more advanced targeting down the road. So we wanted to touch on this. Um, Brett, you handle uh, a lot of our customer support as it rolls in. Uh, is this something that you know you hear a lot of people talking about, like just you know return to basics, like campaign structure? Yeah, for sure. So I think this uh, this episode is kind of inspired by all of those sellers that we see all the time who. Uh, you know, reach out and they say, you know, I launched a couple new campaigns because I know I need to be doing PPC, but I'm not really sure where to start. Um, you know, but these customers end up just making uh, an automatic campaign, uh, you know, sometimes with a really low bid, uh, bid and budget. And then, you know, they'll make a manual campaign and come up with all of these different keywords that are thought up to be relevant in their head. And they just end up not performing well. These, uh, you know, these campaigns have really high ACOS. Uh, sellers are just wasting money and really frustrated and lost. And they don't know how to go about starting off with their PPC from the get-go yeah. when they're launching a new ASIN the proper way. So I think we should go over that today and really iron that out for people. Yeah, you know, when people don't have campaign structure for sponsored products down pat, it leads to this frustration highway that I see where people think I need to go out and I need to do, you know, weeks of keyword research before I launch a campaign. And then I need to launch a manual campaign with a hundred keywords in it. And that sort of leads to this very frustrating process that we want to help you avoid. So sponsored products, best ad type, most uh, prominent ad type, most clicks, probably the best return for your account. Sponsored products is where we're starting. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with what sponsored products are, be sure to check out the blog because we have a lot of uh, sort of very beginner info on where these ads show up. Uh, just as a quick high-level overview, sponsored products, uh, they show up at the top of search results. They show up in the middle of search results. Uh, they show up at the bottom of search results. And they also show up on product pages as well. So when you're looking at a product and you sort of scroll down underneath the bullet points, you will see sponsored products related to this item, that little left and right scroll. Um, and that is where sponsored products are. So they're very prominent and they look just like organic listings. And the very first thing you should do uh, when you launch sponsored products is launch an auto campaign. And Brett, why don't you tell the good people out there about auto campaigns? 
So auto campaigns are really good at leveraging Amazon's data. Um, all you have to do to start an auto campaign is select which products you want to advertise. You set your bid, you set your budget, you set a start date. And just like that, Amazon is going to serve your ad, uh, you know, to the to search terms and to other listings that Amazon believes will be relevant and that your product will convert mm-hmm. for. Um, so I would definitely say that auto campaigns are the best campaign to start out with, uh, and especially kind of running that aggressively for two to three weeks to try to collect as much data as possible. Mm-hmm. I consider auto campaigns, you know, one of the most divisive movies ever was uh, uh, Prometheus. Uh, that's like sci-fi movie, and basically this new scientist, He's they are on a new world, and they go into a cave, and they need like a scan of the cave. They need to like realize like what's in here, how's it going to behave, is there anything that's going to treat me, you know, what's it going to all do for me? So he like sends out this like remote scanner, and it goes and it scans like the entire cave, and it creates like a 3D map. This might be a stretch, but that's kind of how we should think about <laughs> auto campaigns, that we are plugging it into Amazon system, and then it is going to go out there and discover all of these different terms for us. It's going to discover what terms are good, what terms are bad, uh, what uh, keywords we'll want to eventually bid on aggressively, what keywords we want to get rid of, what products we want to target, what products we don't want to target. It's going to be the best source of data. And I want to like hammer down that auto campaigns are not just a thing that you do to start with just because it's easy and and it definitely is easy. But when you really start with it and you continue to do it because it's the best source of that data. You know, we're creating our sort of keyword map. It's going to tell us what's going to perform well. And what's so important about it is this is real data. If we go out there and we use like a keyword tool or anything like that, that's conjecture. There is sort of a guess that they maybe it'll convert for us. But once we launch that auto, it's really going to give us this real data so that we can later then you know, use that as the source of, of research. This is real data that people are really searching. They're deciding whether to click. They're deciding whether to convert. And this fuels a lot of our strategy. Uh, and the last thing I'll say is, you know, if I had to put one sentence thesis on what makes up Amazon advertising, no matter what the ad type is, no matter what the strategy is, it's to cast a wide net, see what works and do more of it, amplify it, see what doesn't work and diminish it, do less of it or block it out entirely. And that's what this auto campaign is the source of all this information for. Mm-hmm. You know, I did like your Prometheus comparison. You. Uh, personally, I liked it. Uh, it is it is very similar to Sonar. You're kind of just uh, you don't know what's what's out there, which terms are out there, and which customers are using until you use your auto campaign as a, so, a sort of sonar, and you you know send it out, and it bounces back, mm-hmm. bringing all that information that you can add uh, into your manual campaigns when you go to create. Sure. Those. So so with your before we move to manual, uh, in terms of auto campaigns, uh, if you have one ASIN, it's very simple. You create one auto campaign, uh, you stick that one product in that one ad group and you give it a bid. And what should, you know, the starting bid, people talk about it a lot. Um, what are some general guidelines people should think of when it comes to setting a starting bid? Uh, so you can go ahead. Uh, well, if you're using an auto campaign, um, suggested bids aren't going to appear like they would inside of a manual campaign when you can apply a suggested bid to a bunch of different keywords. Uh, But with the auto campaign, I would recommend, um, you know, they will give you one 
starting suggested bid, which you can apply to all of your keywords, or you can go ahead and pick uh, a more default bid of let's say, you know, 75 cents or a dollar if you're being really aggressive. Some people like to start with 50 cents and then kind of, uh, you know, increase their bid incrementally over a few week period. Right. And the thing with auto, we set that one bid and it will apply that bid to every single search term we appear for. So every time we're a suggested product, every time we show up in a search, it's always going to be the same bid for all of those particular things. And mm-hmm. you know that's something to remember because we're going to later sort of optimize that process with manual cam- manual targeting. But for the most part, you set one bid, you show it for everything. Uh, generally, I like to start a little lower and then inch it up slowly but surely. Um, that way you can try to find the smallest bid that gives you the most data. So I'll set a low bid, uh, you know, maybe it's 25 or, or 50 cents or so, see how many clicks and impressions, and maybe I get a conversion from that, and then I'll wait, and then I'll check again. You know, I'll check again tomorrow. Did I get enough clicks, or am I still sort of straggling along with data? And then I'll set a bigger bid. And then I'll sort of repeat that process for a couple days and see where that puts me. Hopefully, I get some real hard data in terms of a significant amount of clicks. Hopefully, I've gotten a conversion. And then once you get those first conversions from your auto campaign, that's when the real fun begins. And if you remember what I just said about an auto, we're setting one bid for everything. That means we're bidding the same for really strong things that we're showing up for, and we're bidding the same bid for really weak things that uh, we're appearing for as well. And this represents an opportunity, right? Remember that core thesis of Amazon advertising, do more of what works and do less of what doesn't work. So we can't bid differently for different terms that we're showing up for. So we have to do a process called research, peel, stick, and block. RPSB. So the R is research, and that's what we're doing with the auto, right? We're showing up for all different kinds of terms. And then we peel, we peel out the good things. So we peel out the good terms, and then we stick them into the second sponsored products ad type, which is manual targeting. So we looked at the search, we looked at the search terms we appeared for in our auto, we downloaded our report, we found something that's good, and we are gonna Peel it out and stick it into a manual. And that's the second sponsored product ad type. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, this is kind of the second place where sellers can get really tripped up. The first place is probably when they go to create an auto campaign, they may get tripped up over the bid or the budget. But we kind of discussed those. And now this is the second place where uh, you know a lot of sellers really do get tripped up. Uh, is when they go to create that manual campaign, where do they go to get all of those converting mm-hmm. terms that they found from their auto yeah. campaign? Yeah, Brett, I just got off the phone with someone. Um, he had probably 30 keywords in a manual campaign, and the performance was not good. Uh, and I asked him, like, hey, where did you get these keywords? Uh, and he said, oh, you know, I got them from, like, a keyword research tool. And... I sort of had to catch myself, had to take a breath. But really, when we do this, that's another research campaign. Um, Meaning, you put terms in there that you don't know the level of performance. You know, sure, they might be relevant, they might describe your product well, but we don't know that level of performance yet. And that is a big deal, if that makes sense. Uh, So there's, there's auto and manual campaigns. And really, we want to think of 
like there's research and there's terms that you know convert day in, day out. So if you are going to run manual campaigns and drop in keywords or drop in product targets that have not converted anywhere else yet, we have to remember that this is a research-based campaign. We have to remember that this hasn't converted anywhere else yet, and we are trying to find out if it does convert. We're buying that initial data. Mm-hmm. Now, that's my rant. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably one of the most common things I see when I hop into somebody's account is manual campaigns that are just stuffed with broad match and phrase match keywords that are just performing horribly. Mm-hmm. And every time I ask the person, uh, they, do, they end up getting it from a keyword research tool or these were keywords that they saw on their competitors' listings, right? Uh, or, or these are things that they just came up with in their head, and it, it's really not the best way to right. go about optimizing. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with doing any of those things that you described. There's nothing wrong with keyword tools or trying to scan through your competition. But we have to remember, there's no guarantee that these things are going to convert because this it's not based off any real data from your account. You want real data from your account? Auto campaigns, my friends. That's why we launched that auto campaign and we get real data on what converts. And then we, that's our research. Then we peel out the terms that convert and we stick them in a manual targeting as an exact match. And then we know the level of performance for this keyword. We're going to bid aggressively for things that do really well. And if something converts, maybe a little lackluster, but it still converts, then we're going to bid really small. So that's this process that we're doing. We did our research. We peel it out, we peel out what converts, we stick it into a manual targeting, and the last step is we actually block it from triggering in our auto, because uh, we want it to show up in our manual targeting so we can bid exactly what it's worth, as opposed to still bidding the average of everything in an auto campaign. So that's mm-hmm. the process that I'd love to nail down. So we haven't even talked about broad and phrase yet, uh, keyword targeting. I'm just talking about taking exactly what converts, so taking the exact search term that converted in the auto, turning it into an exact match, uh, putting it as an exact match in a keyword targeting ad group, and then if it's a product that converted in the auto, so if you see an ASIN, starts with B0, so when you're looking at your search terms in your auto, if a keyword converts, grab that, turn it into an exact match manual. If it's a product that converts, grab that, turn it into a product targeting. So target just that product. So we want to go from knowing fewer things about what we show up for to know, to knowing more things about what we show up for. So when we cast an auto net, when we launch that auto campaign, there's loads of things that we're not going to know we show up for. So we need to look at that search term report, and then we want to do our peel. We peel them out. We stick them into a manual exact, or we stick them into a manual product targeting, and then we block it from the auto. And that is, that's the general trend that we want to follow. Uh, and I love getting fired up about this. <laughs> so just to, to really clarify and make it super simple, once let's assume that I am a seller. I just launched my auto campaign. Uh, I set a starting budget of $30 a day. Uh, you know, I set a bid of a dollar because I wanted to be really aggressive. And it's been three weeks now. Uh, I've gotten some conversions and I'm trying to figure out what my terms are that are the winning and converting terms. Where would you recommend I go to find these and how do I go about adding Mm -hmm. those into a manual campaign? That's right. So go up top on Seller Central, hit reports, advertising reports, and then we want to look at the search terms. 
Uh, and the search terms report is basically what we have shown for in all of our campaigns. Uh, so it'll tell you every campaign that you have, what you appeared for, uh, basically all the search terms. So the search terms is what you actually show up for. And it'll be a combination of keywords that you appeared for on a search. And it'll also be a list of uh, ASINs that you appeared for as suggested products. And then we do that peel, stick, and block. Research, peel, stick, and block. Uh, there needs to be a wrapper <laughs> somewhere. But that process we need to repeat throughout the lifetime of our account. Um, so we, you know, just to recap, like I like this is so fundamental. We do our research typically in an auto campaign. We show up for a whole bunch of different things. We look at our search terms report, and then for the search terms that convert that are keywords, we turn those into keywords. In an, in an exact match manual ad group. And then the products that convert, we turn those into a product targeting uh, exact match ad group. So pretty straightforward there. All we've done is this concept of sort of keyword graduation where we're graduating up a keyword or a product that converts. We're turning it into a keyword. We're taking it from a search term, turning it into an exact match keyword. Uh, and then if a product converts, uh, we're going to throw that into One a product target. quick thing I did want to uh, mention well. because uh, uh, a lot of how our we listeners do, do use across, our software is that instead of using search term reports, you could go right into the Forager and look through all your keywords there and apply a filter for anything with over zero conversions. And that will give you all of the search terms yeah uh, I really am excited eventually we'll have a, like a positive keyword forager where you like you'll be able to maybe like automate a little bit about this process and we'll share that on the podcast when uh, that comes around I'm expecting that like in quarter one 2019 mm-hmm. so at this point I, we have peeled out all of our winning terms and even our winning ASINs uh, you know from the search term report and we just stick these right into a manual campaign as exact match keywords. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what? Yeah. So before we touch on phrase and broad, I just want to take a moment and be sure we have our naming systems down. So be sure that your campaigns and your ad groups are clearly labeled, like what's inside of there, why they exist. So my auto campaigns, I will write ASP, this stands for autom- automatic sponsored products. Uh, I'll often put my target ACOS inside of there. And if you really want to get funky, you can also like label it R for like research. You can call it like a research campaign because you're showing trying to show up for lots of different things. Um, then you label your manual. Uh, you know, I call it MSP, manual sponsored product. Uh, label my ad groups. I'd call it exact match winners or like core exact match. And inside this ad group, it's like the VIP keywords, like everything that converted, I just label that so I know exactly what's in it. Put my target A costs everywhere I can to not get confused. Same thing with my product target, you know, I'll call it product targeting ad group. Uh, just so I always know what's inside of it, what my target A cost is. And are we ready to talk about what to do with phrase and broad? I think so. So what are your main suggestions uh, how to manage match types? So yeah, so do not forget that phrase and broad are totally fine, totally acceptable. I use them, you use them, everyone uses them, but we have to treat them, put them in a different bucket than we do exact. So phrase and broad are as research driven as an auto campaign was in the sense of we're going to show up for things 
other than what we expect. It's a research-based thing. So what I often do is I'll actually break out phrase and broad into their own ad groups. And that's one strategy that you can do. And the reason I do that is just to know that these are research-based and showing up for lots of different things. I'd even venture as far to say that uh, if you're a newer seller, that you shouldn't even really worry too much about having manual the most vital things to start off with are that auto campaign and then peeling out your winners into the manual campaign. If your goal is to get, uh, you know, to the, a low a cost and have a campaign full of winners that have historical data behind them, then that's what I would suggest. Uh, when would you suggest really using broad and phrase Mike? So if you have a term that converts and you throw it in as an exact match in that exact match winner circle, you can then, if you're comfortable with that, then I create another ad group where I throw them in as a phrase in broad just for additional research. Uh, and this just helps me cast my net a little bit wider, uh, helps me control where that net is going because now I'm going to show up for synonyms and related words to that exact match winner uh, as I drop them in as phrase in broad as well. So I would say do it after you get comfortable with the research in the auto, peel out the winning terms and winning ASINs, stick those into a manual exact match winner circle ad group and then a product targeting winners ad group and then block them from appearing in the auto campaign. Okay. And we should definitely clarify when we say block it in the, the auto campaign, uh, that's the source campaign that you got all of your converting and winning terms from. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, if you converted for the term kids bicycle, uh, that is what you should be adding as an exact match term in your new manual campaign. And then Mm -hmm. you should be adding that as uh, an exact match negative keyword as well in the automatic source campaign that it came from. And this just keeps your two campaigns from interfering with each other. Mm -hmm. And that is research, peel, stick and block. Uh, It highlights the sort of the, one of the core uh, pieces, uh, one of the core strategies on advertising, digital advertising, we cast that wide net, we see what sticks, we peel it out, we stick it into a place where we can control it more. So that's our exact, that's our product targeting. Uh, And the reason we do that is so we can bid really aggressively on things that convert really well, get more traffic for them. Uh, We do that so we can bid a little bit lower on things that maybe aren't uh, that are converting, but maybe they don't deserve a super big bid. So we bid a little bit lower on them in our exact, uh, and we'll have episodes on how to do bid optimization in the future. But really, it's just this core concept of research, peel, stick, and block. Make sure you set up your auto. Make sure you're recognizing that that's a research-based campaign. You peel out what converts. You stick into a manual exact or a product targeting ad group, and then you block it from appearing in your auto. And that is our advanced basics. Yep, that is uh, Keyword Targeting 101. And the cool part is uh, just last month and on our last podcast episode, we discussed this in much more depth. uh, There's new product targeting. So whenever people are in the peel phase of research peel stick and block and they run into ASINs on their search term report, they can actually copy those into a product targeting list now, can't they? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, so be sure to listen to our previous week's episode if you haven't. Super valuable. Um, and that is 
the basics of sponsored product uh, targeting, sponsored product strategy. So be sure you have that down pat. Um, there's some nuances which we'll talk about in future episodes. You know what what to do if you have a thousand ASINs. Uh, we'll talk about large ASIN campaigns uh, and accounts into the future. But um, any final thoughts on sponsored products, auto manual research peel stick and block? I think that covers it. Uh, but if any of our listeners do have questions, you can submit those, and in our podcast, we'll actually do. Uh, Q&A sessions, and we will cover all of those for you. Uh, but before we wrapped up today, we did want to talk about our app update. Uh, did you want to go on about that a little bit? Sure. So uh, sort of late last week, about a week ago, we noticed that Amazon was sending us data that looked funky. Uh, it was sending us back campaign snapshots uh, that were like zero bytes. So we worked all weekend last week. And even still, for about a couple of days, it was affecting about 25% of our users, uh, where basically the accounts weren't updating. Like Nothing bad was happening. Like It wasn't applying optimizations. In fact, we actually have a fail-safe, which stops optimization if we don't get fresh data. So it wasn't like it was applying optimizations to out-of-date or obsolete data. Um, we just weren't getting any new data the way that we normally do. Um, so major props to our development team for eventually getting that fixed. As of this week, 100% of accounts were syncing AOK. And this is something that we'll continue to monitor and continue to make sure is working like a well-oiled machine or a very, very fit and strong badger. And we actually have uh, some updates coming out for the app and some improvements planned uh, but for 2019 as well. Did you want to elaborate on those two? Yeah, you know, I think people are really going to start to notice an acceleration of features inside the app. If anyone out there is an app user, um, we're really, you know, at the top of this episode, we're hiring PHP developers. We're just trying to get, we're trying to accelerate what it is that we're doing. And one of the next updates, which I'm super excited about, is the ability to add and edit uh, campaigns from within side Ad Badger. So currently, you can apply optimizations from within side Ad Badger, like negative keyword optimizations and uh, bid optimizations. But if you just want to like change the name of a campaign, uh, you can do that inside Ad Badger. But if you wanted to add a new campaign, you have to do that inside Solar Central. So we're going to get that functionality uh, in the next few weeks. Also, some new updates to our bids by Badger algorithm, making it a little bit uh, more calculating and making it. Uh, you know, a little bit smarter, get to where we need to go a little bit faster. Uh, so yeah, big things coming for the Badgers. Well, I, you know, I do think that's all for this episode. We hit on some good advanced basics. And uh, do you have anything else to add, Mike? Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And I will see you guys in the Badger Den next time.